We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? We're back like we never left. We are here with another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast today. It is Tuesday, February 7th, 2023, and we have a big major news update that we are going to break down on today's episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. That is the departure of Oregon offensive line coach Adrian Clem. Before we get into that, just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. If you haven't already, please consider hitting that like, comment, and subscribe button. Hit the like button, subscribe button, and leave a comment on the video letting me know about your thoughts and your reactions to Oregon losing offensive line coach Adrian Clem. And then a friendly reminder, make sure that you lock in with me on social media. The main one other than YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres is on Twitter at M Torres Sports. That name right there on your screen if you're watching here on YouTube. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this topic and start to break things down. We're going to be talking in this episode about how much of a loss is Adrian Clem for Oregon football. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about you know his background, what he was able to accomplish at Oregon, both on the recruiting trail and on the gridiron, on the field, and then kind of where this leaves Dan Lanning and Oregon football as they prepare for spring football and ultimately the 2023 college football season. Well, one thing that I, I did want to just kind of add to this podcast, you know, I was kind of surprised when when Adrian Clem left. I was and I wasn't, right? Because there there were those reports out there that he was interviewing for the OC job. And then Bill O'Brien from Alabama took that job. And then there was another interview um, for Clem with the Patriots. And I think that was more so focused uh, on heading up the offensive line or some role within the offensive line. And then we, we talked to Dan Lanning last week on National Signing Day, and, and he said, I, I'm not anticipating any more changes to the coaching staff. And then that kind of, you know, I think helped some Oregon fans kind of ease their concerns a little bit, not too worried about what was going to happen. And then on Monday morning, the the news broke from Pete Thamel that Adrian Clem was was heading to, to New England uh, to join that Patriots coaching staff, the same team in case you didn't know, that drafted Clem when he was coming out of college uh, in 2000. I want to say that was the 46th overall pick. 
and Clem was coming out of the University of Hawaii. So it's kind of a, a homecoming of sorts, right? Seeing that Clem played under Bill Belichick and, and now he's going to be joining his coaching staff at the highest level. I think this was definitely a, an interesting one just to kind of get into some rapid reaction because he was only at the college level for one year. Um, after, of course, spending time on the Pittsburgh Steelers coaching staff, we know that he had been, uh, I want to say he had been at UCLA prior to coming to Oregon. So kind of jumping between the college and NFL ranks and he had tremendous success, had so much success at the University of Oregon. And then just one year, perfect opportunity comes calling and then he finds himself heading out east to Foxborough. And I texted one of my sources kind of just saying, you know, hey, this is this is kind of an interesting deal. I was uh, wasn't really expecting him to bolt. You know, I kind of thought he was I thought that he was staying and we were going to have him for for next year. And the, and the source said too good of a situation for him to pass up. Right. You get a chance to go back to one of the most storied franchises in NFL history, that the team that you played for, the coach that you played for. Obviously, you're going to get a pay increase, too. We know how important money is in this whole situation. Let's not kid ourselves. So it's it's definitely just a crazy deal that Oregon now finds himself having to look for another another offensive line coach. So let's just look at what let's look at what Adrian Clem was able to do in his short one year, you know, tenure at Oregon, one season, one full season at Oregon. I think the first thing that you have to look at when you're talking about how big of a loss Adrian Clem is, is just what he was able to do on the field. Because Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal, um, they were phenomenal coaches, uh, specifically along the offensive line. I know a lot of Oregon fans have mixed opinions about Mario Cristobal as a head coach. Um, you know, maybe there's some, some fans out there that are uh, a little happy to see some some difficulties and, you know, struggles that he's having out there in Coral Gables and in, in year one leading the, the Hurricanes program. But that doesn't change the fact that Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal were two of, and I think still probably are still two of the best offensive line coaches in college football. So those guys weren't easy to replace is what I'm saying. And Adrian Clem did a phenomenal job bridging the gap between Mario Cristobal and Alex Mirabal and then into the start of the Dan Lanning era of Oregon football. The standard of offensive line play at Oregon had been tremendously elevated. And I'm saying all that to say that Clem had big shoes to fill, and he did a heck of a job doing that. Granted, he did have a ton of returning experience and uh, a lot of production, but that's still not an easy thing to do. And he had obviously one of the most important jobs on the entire team because the offensive line play had been great, but the offense as a whole had been leaving a lot to be desired after the 2021 season where Oregon was almost in contention to go to the playoff again. And then the wheels fell off and the, the offense just completely disappeared. So when Adrian Clem got hired, Dan Lanning was more or less saying, Hey, you know, we're looking to make this offense explosive under Kenny Dillingham. We need someone. I need somebody that I know can take thing, take care of things up front, can can keep our guys. You know, we have so much talent. I'm tabbing you, the guy, to come in here and, and keep this hot streak going. You know, guys who already played at a tremendously high level in 2021 and prior, keep it going in 2022. And he did that. 
They had Bo Nix come in from Auburn, a guy who had been heavily scrutinized, had all the talent in the world coming out of high school, had a bunch of flashes and was really inconsistent at Auburn. A lot of people had been ragging on him for, you know, you'd be your highest highs and your lowest lows. He'd be having these phenomenal plays. And then the next play, he'd be throwing interceptions or fumbling the ball, you know, not taking care of the ball is, is kind of what he was really, really, really criticized for. And that's what you have to do as a quarterback is take care of the ball. That's one of the most important jobs, but I bring Bo Nix into the equation because how big of a help was Adrian Clem? How big of a help was that offensive line in Oregon's success as an offense in 2022? Do you think Bo Nix has that year he has without the offensive line? Absolutely not. Do you think that these three new running backs that Carlos Lachlan brought in uh, to Oregon, Bucky Irving, Noah Whittington, and Jordan James have the the success that they did? I mean, Jordan James is obviously not as much of a factor as Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington, but I think that offensive line was a huge reason why Bucky Irving, Noah Whittington, Jordan James, you know, guys like that wanted to come to Oregon because they knew that the offensive line wasn't going to be a concern. You have so much experience, and then you bring in a guy like Clem who has sent a lot of guys to the NFL, coached in the NFL, played in the NFL. Uh, I think that that just really raised the ceiling for Oregon's offense and floor, rather, for Oregon's offense in 2022. So, Adrian Clem played a major role in Oregon's offensive success in 2022 as I want to say the number three rushing attack in the Pac-12. I bet Oregon and that running back room with Carlos Lachlan and all those guys want to get Oregon back to the very top of the rushing offenses in the Pac-12. And I think even though the coach is a question mark right now, I think most people would agree that Oregon has the pieces in place to get back to that mark. And that should be the goal, I think every year. So last year, thanks to this offensive line, Oregon had a dominant run game. And then in the past game, they only gave up like five sacks the entire year. They were one of the best offensive lines in the country. At one point, they were in the running for the Joe Moore award, uh, an award that I believe went to Georgia, I want to say. But Clem is a huge part of that. Absolutely. So not only was he just a, a huge coach in the grand scheme of Oregon's offense, he was also a big recruiter. And I think we also have to look at that side of things, you know, how, how he's going to, how they're going to have to make up for his impact as a recruiter on the trail. Because we knew that there were some needs at offensive line in Oregon's 2022 recruiting class. If we're kind of rewind things a little bit, right? Go back to when Adrian Clem was originally hired. Oregon was losing commitments left and right after Mario left for Miami and Lanning was doing everything he could just to, to try to breathe some life into this class, get some key pieces back and and not only get those key pieces back, go get some other pieces to help build on that 2022 class. We all know about the call to Jaleel Florence after Georgia won the national championship. Um, But the offensive line, there were some key additions that, that, Adrian Clem was able to to make in the 2022 class after getting hired. And Josh Connolly Jr. is probably the guy that we're going to be talking about the most if we're looking at impact guys from that 2022 class. Adrian Clem got his recruiting start at Oregon with a massive recruiting win, head-to-head win, mind you, over USC for five-star offensive tackle, number one rated offensive tackle in the country, Josh Connerly Jr. out of Rainier Beach High School in Seattle. 
And that was not only a huge win for uh, for Clem, it was a huge win for Lanny in this program because that's an offensive guy. If you're if you're pinning a first year head coach Dan Lanning against an experienced guy who's gone to the playoffs, who has who's known as one of the brightest offensive minds in the sport, Lincoln Riley, I think nine times out of ten you're gonna you're gonna think that that offensive guy, even though it's an offensive lineman, you know maybe not the the most glamorous position, you're gonna think that offensive guy is gonna pick USC, but Josh Connerly picked Oregon. And that was a, a recruiting one that I think sent some shockwaves throughout the, the conference because it showed that Oregon, Dan Lanning, Adrian Clem, they're, they're, they're not here to mess around on the recruiting trail. And to make things even better, Josh Connerly played a lot as a freshman. Josh Connerly played a lot of football as a freshman. You know, they, they even schemed up that 14J formation, that heavy package um, with, with Connerly with all the tight ends, with Jordan James at running back and kind of an eye formation for short yardage, goal line type of a deal. So Adrian Clem's first recruiting win at Oregon is one that played a lot and should have a pretty big role moving forward. I think that I've seen some people on social media, you know, some rumblings like, oh, does this mean Connerly is going to leave? I mean, I think this goes for any coach, but maybe it's worth mentioning again with, with Clem leaving obviously these guys go to Oregon because they, they, they like their position coach that they want to play for their position coach, but this is Dan Lanning's team. This is Dan Lanning's deal. When you make a commitment, you're committing to that head coach. And I think this is another interesting point now because you have that discussion point. You don't commit to a coach, you commit to a school. Guys are still committing to coaches. I mean that I think that that'd be kind of oblivious for someone to say that that still isn't happening. So if we're kind of weaving that point into this discussion, guys are still playing for for Lanning. You know, they, they, they came to Oregon to play for Lanning, a lot of these new guys. So I don't want to speculate on any transfers. I don't have any intel. I'm not reporting anything about anybody leaning towards leaving or staying. I'm just trying to kind of take some of what we've seen on social media and some of the reactions to this Clem news and, and try to make sense of it a little bit and just kind of bring it to the table. So Josh Connerly... You know, he played a whole lot, wasn't necessarily a major contributor last year, but he's probably going to be heavily in the rotation this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe ended up starting at one point because you get Stephen Jones back from last year. You bring in a Johnny Cornelius and, and maybe you're looking at your two tackles there since Saul is heading off to the NFL. And then you also bring in Junior Angelau, it's, who's more of an interior guy who comes over from Texas. I don't know if it, I would I would think that Johnny Cornelius or Steven Jones is going to be the left tackle because you just, you traditionally don't want your left tackle, your guy protecting your quarterback's blind side to be a guy that's really young. And and that's what Connor Lee is. He's young, but he's played a lot. So I think that he can, he's a guy that you can head into spring ball confident that he's going to be able to take that next step. So we talked a lot about Connor Lee. He was a huge piece. He was the headliner in the 2022 recruiting class. And he committed in April, and that's your headliner in April. That's crazy. That doesn't usually happen. But then there were two other guys that that uh, Clem was able to to help Oregon get, and one of them I think could be a pretty important piece of Oregon's offensive line, you know, in years to come. And that's Dave Uli, a guy who committed to Oregon, also really loved SC, really loved USC during the recruiting process, but he committed to Oregon, 
Mario Cristobal, Alex Mirabal leave. He decides to take take a step back, reopen his recruitment, and slow things down. Clem comes in. I, I have no doubt in my mind that Lanning said, hey, Clem, uh, obviously we're working on Connerly, but I really like that Yuli kid. Make sure that he comes back and is a duck again. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, it was a whole big thing, you know, with his social media blowing up with with that, you know, recommitment. Him and, and Jalil Florence were the two guys who kind of recommitted from that 2022 class. But Dave Yuli is a guy that I think really, I'm excited to see what kind of steps he can take because he came into that program, um, you know, coming out of the state of Washington, a Pacific Northwest guy, guy with a, you know, a mauler mentality, just absolutely destroying guys on his tape probably wanted to mold his body a little bit. I think that happens with a lot of offensive linemen. They they just get super bulked up in, in high school, but it's not always good weight. And and you get to college and you get a guy like Wilson Love who obviously knows what he's doing, and uh, they can kind of get to work kind of crafting these guys out and, and, and making sure that they're ready for the college level when their name is called, when their time comes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And there's another guy we have to talk about who could be maybe a, a little bit of a late bloomer, maybe considered more of a project guy. But you have Kavika Rogers from the 2022 class coming out of Hawaii. He was a late addition for Oregon's 2022 recruiting class. Um, the Ducks were looking to get some more numbers there, I think, with with their offensive line. You want to make sure that you have some some bodies to work with. Um, and I think that Yuli and, and Rogers are guys that we can maybe see. You know, Faope is another guy. 
um, who's been at Oregon for a while, maybe we could see them cracking a spot in the rotation because you lose uh, you lose a guy like Dawson Jaramillo. He was definitely one of your higher quality depth guys who played a lot of important reps for you. You know, played in that uh, played in that Ohio State game and uh, played early. So I think that guys like Rogers, Yuli, maybe they get called on in 2023 to, to be a key part of that rotation as, as whoever the new offensive line coach is tries to kind of figure out this rotation and see what mix of players works best because you have a combination of newcomers and some returners that have played some good football for you. You know, your Marcus Harper's your, your Jackson powers, Johnson's guys like that. Steven Jones, obviously who was injured a lot of last year, he comes back. So those are some of the guys that Clem helped land as a recruiter in 2022. And then now we got to look more recently to 2023. Some of the newer faces that are already on campus uh, with 2023, I think you see some really impactful, instant depth, instant impact guys from the transfer portal. We're looking at Ajani Cornelius from Rhode Island and Junior Angelau from Texas. And then a lot of guys that maybe weren't super highly rated coming out of high school, out of the high school ranks. You know, a guy like um, Iapani Laulu, Faope's younger brother coming over from Hawaii. He was an Under Armour All-American um, probably has the highest floor of any of these high school guys that the, that uh, Clem helped sign um, in 2023. Then you have Lipe Mawala from Modern Day in Santa Ana, you know, national powerhouse program. He's a guy that you know received some of the best coaching available. He hurt his knee uh, during his senior season, so uh, unfortunately, um, you know, didn't get to end things the way he wanted to. But but he's another piece in this 2023 class. And you have Janoris Wilson from the state of Florida. He's another guy um, that I'm really interested in this class. And I think part of that has to do with him being a, a wrestler. He has a little bit of a wrestling background, which, as you can see, would probably be pretty uh, pretty useful when you're an offensive lineman trying to maneuver your assignment around and get leverage and, and bend and all those things. So I think Janoris Wilson's a guy who has a ton of upside. Played at Lakeland with, with Cormani McLean, one of the biggest recruiting names in the country. Um, but Florida is a state that I really want Oregon to tap into more. I'm sure a lot of fans want Oregon to tap into Florida more. And Adrian Clem was, was pretty well connected in the state of Florida. You know, a lot of these offers that went out, um, in the, the 2024, 2025 class and beyond, a lot of those are, are offers that Clem made because of the connections that he has in the sunshine state, you know, Dallas Wilson, look at him 2025 wide receiver that's committed to Oregon out of uh, the Tampa area. Adrian Clem was the guy that offered him and then he committed later that day. I mean, that's a special situation because he, he had been pretty vocal about if I get that Oregon offer, I'm committing on the spot, very unique situation. But um, then you also have George Silva from Fortin college and in, in the, in the Juco ranks. He's another guy that um, I, that I know that Clem had a very, very significant role in recruiting because he is a Southern California guy. So he has a lot of connections out there. I just want to make sure I'm not missing any of the, any of the 2023 offensive linemen, because I do want to talk about those guys. Let's see what we got. What other offensive linemen do we have? Talked about that. Talked about him. George Silva. Oh, yeah, and then Bryce Bolton. Bryce Bolton out of Palm Desert. You know, he's a smaller frame guy, 6'3", 255, signed his letter of intent, isn't enrolled just yet. But I think that one thing that really stands out about Bryce Bolton is how he moves, how he carries his weight, the athleticism that you see. 
athleticism can be a lot harder to see in a guy like an offensive lineman because he's not, you know, climbing the ladder and making insane one-handed grabs, but, you know, moving a lot of weight easily and quickly, I think that that definitely shows some of the upside that is in store for Bryce Bolton. So let's 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 talk about what's next. What's next for Dan Landing now that Adrian Clem is officially heading to New England? Well, it continues a, a pretty eventful offseason for Dan Lanning on the coaching front, right? Because after you lost that Oregon State game, you had all the reports breaking about Kenny Dillingham being the next head coach at Arizona State. So you had to replace your offensive coordinator and Kenny Dillingham, and you did that with UTSA's Will Stein, and he is, is already a guy that is having a lot of positive return, positive impact on the recruiting trail based on some of the, the quarterback prospects that I've talked to, uh, whether you're looking at Achilles Smith Jr., uh, an Oregon legacy, a 2025 quarterback that just got offered. He had good things to say about Will Stein or or Luke Moga out of Phoenix, Arizona, Sunny Slope High School. He's a guy whose recruitment is taking off. Had my recent interview with both of those guys over on DucksDigest.com if you haven't read them. But both of those guys are are you know given positive returns, positive remarks on Will Stein, Oregon's new offensive coordinator. And then Oregon also, Dan Lanning also had to replace Matt Powledge, who was the safeties coach and co-defensive coordinator, just like um, Clem, you know, just one year in Eugene. And then he, um, you know, he had a really good opportunity to return to his home state of Texas, return to Baylor where the Ducks found him before he joined Dan Lanning's staff. You know, it's a homecoming opportunity for him and his wife. So just it's that that's an opportunity that makes sense. So what I'm saying is that this is the third guy that or, that Dan Lanning is going to have to replace in this offseason. And um, it's it's one that he's going to have to make pretty quickly because spring ball is, is going to be here before we know it. And um, you want to keep that positive recruiting momentum. There's a lot of big time talent on the 2020 in the 2024 class along that offensive line. Um, you added a bunch of guys from 2023, but there's still some really quality targets that Oregon's in a great spot for. You already have Fox Crater. You want to make sure everything's cool with him. Keep him on board as one of the top recruits in the Pacific Northwest. But with Landing having to make this new hire with Adrian Clem, I think it, it there's also another interesting point with all of this that a lot of fans seem pretty split on. You know, you're either one side or the other. You have one fan, one group of fans that's saying, oh my gosh, like this is so frustrating. You know, Oregon can't hang on to coaches. Where's the stability? Where's the continuity? This is a stepping stone program. Maybe fans aren't saying that. Maybe you have other schools saying that. You can probably venture what school I'm talking about. So you have one group saying that, and then you have another group saying, no, this is a, a good, I mean, it's not a good thing that you're losing coaches, but it has good reflections of your program. It's a good thing. It says something about the job that Dan Lanning's doing. It says something about the direction that Oregon football is going when there's coaching turnover. When you have other schools, other teams coming after your coaching staff, it usually means you're doing something right. And Dan Lanning definitely did something right when he hired all of those guys, I think. I think that you can probably there's probably a bit more of a case to be made for for the safety play being shaky because Oregon's passing defense was so terrible last year. But Kenny Dillingham, one of the youngest offensive coordinators in college football, home run hire. 
And he also had Dante Moore in the fold before he left. So that was even better for Oregon, but we know that's not the situation. And Adrian Clem, look at that offensive line. Look at the recruits that he brought in. Look at the transfers that he brought in. So I bring those points to the table because I feel like turnover is really a mixed bag. You want to have some continuity. You want to have some stability, but it's it's hard to get that. You know, maybe you have stability and continuity, but your coaches are just kind of so-so. Or there's the other side of it. You take a swing at some of these big coaches. You They're wildly successful with your team. Maybe it's only for a year. Maybe it's only for two years. And then they go to another job. Because I saw someone comment on my video the other day. I think it was Clem, the little newser video I posted. And it was like saying, well, you know, Georgia and Alabama, they have turnover all the time. And, and look at how they're doing. But then someone responded to that comment saying, you know, I don't want to hear about the the comparisons between, you know, Oregon and, and Georgia and Alabama in this situation because they're having all that turnover and, and they're winning big. They're winning national titles. They're going to the playoffs. They're winning New Year's Six Bowls. Oregon's not quite there right now. But that being said, if you're asking for my opinion, I say – Take the swing, go for the home run hire, even if you even if you're only gonna have that coach for a certain amount of time, because I think that you don't want to limit yourself as a program, as a head coach. You know, maybe I don't want to take that swing and go after that big name, or maybe this guy won't be here that long because it only takes one season, folks. I think I've said it a couple times, but maybe it bears repeating again. There are very few programs, if not any programs, no programs that would benefit more from winning a national title than the University of Oregon. Just given what's going on in today's era of college football, there, there's so many new advances and, and you know new legislation and you know crazy developments happening. It's an ever-changing sport. So much has happened recently. Oregon could benefit tremendously from winning a national championship. And if you've been a fan for a while, you don't need me to tell you that, but that kind of just, I think, strengthens my point when I'm saying if you can only have a guy for a season, for two seasons, take that shot. Because maybe it'll be the one season where Oregon can finally get it done and bring home that first program national championship. And then after they do that, then you'll be seeing some photo shoots with, you know, recruits aren't just flashing the Nike. They're not just, you know, in the boxing ring. They're not just with the the duck truck and the hot rod car that they have in the photo shoot, you know, flashing the Nike connection. Maybe they'll be flashing a national championship trophy because even in today's era of college football, I still feel like winning is the best recruiting tool. And Oregon's done a lot of winning, but they haven't won the game that matters most. Um, sorry if that hurt anybody to hear. So just a couple more points here as far as what's next for Dan Lane as they're looking at this hire. I'm not going to talk about any names on this podcast. Maybe I'll have one later. I'm working on a hot board or just a list of guys that maybe th that landing could look at um, on Ducks Digest. That'll be up. That'll be up soon. But just look at what Lanning is having to deal with as a as a his first year as a head coach. I guess his second year now. But Lanning became a head coach in college football when. NIL was taking off when the transfer portal was going bananas, when the coaching carousel is going bananas. There's so many different aspects of college football that Dan Lanning has to deal with. And he's doing a good job. D does it stink that Oregon lost the, the Washington game and the Oregon state game, two games that were so, so winnable? Yes, it, it hurts. It's, it's, it's tough 
if you're looking at it from an Oregon perspective, to, to lose two games like that where you're, that were so winnable. But you win your bowl game, you sign a top 10 recruiting class, and you have 10 wins in your first year with Dan Landing at the helm. I think that's successful. All that said, okay, now you go into 2023, do better. Raise the standard. Take that next step. And all that to say that Lanning has shown us that he can make some pretty good hires. I mean, look look at his first staff that he recruited. Um, not that he didn't recruit, but look at this first staff that he assembled, and it netted a 10-win season. It netted uh, the top Pac-12, the top recruiting class in the Pac-12 back-to-back years. Look at Tosh Lapoy, one of the biggest names in college football in terms of coaching. I think a lot of people would say that he's probably done more on the recruiting trail than he has necessarily on field at the college level. I'm not trying to take shots at him or anything, but I think a lot of people know him maybe more for the recruiting side of things, but that's not to say that he hasn't been a good coach. I think a lot of Oregon fans are very skeptical of of him right now, but I have a lot of confidence in Tosh Lapoy and what he can do as a recruiter. Obviously he's showing that. And as a coach, as more guys that maybe fit the Lapoy landing defense come to Eugene in 2023. So he made a really, really good uh, staff. He assembled a really good staff in his first year as a coach. And I think he'll be able to do it again. I think that Chris Hampton will be a good hire. Uh, I think that Will Stein will be a good hire. Um, and, and this, even though this is definitely a huge loss, Clem leaving for the NFL, I think that Lanning's going to find a guy that has recruiting chops. I mean, that's a kind of a given at this point in terms of guys that Lanning wants to go after, but maybe he has a connection to the new offensive line coach has a connection to the program or to him or to someone else on the staff. I think those are something, some factors that maybe come to mind when we're thinking about who he could go after, but this next hire is important because uh, you're losing a lot of production and you're losing a lot of experience from 2022. So you got to make sure you find a good coach that can kind of work with that blend of returners and newcomers that Oregon's offensive line is going to be composed of in 2023. And then another question that we have to ask about the next guy that comes to coach Oregon's offensive line. Can he keep Oregon as a school that pumps out offensive linemen at a high clip? Can he keep Oregon as a place that is a destination for elite offensive linemen? Because it has been these past couple of years. And even though some of these guys coming out of Oregon in the 2023 draft or you know draft class, maybe you weren't the highest rated recruits, you know, look at Ryan Walk. He's a former walk-on, and, and he was one of the best offensive linemen in the Pac-12. Uh, TJ Bass, Juco guy, Sala, Juco guy, comes to Oregon, totally you know turns things around. So I think that there's a lot of reason to be confident that Dan Lanning is going to find the right guy for the job, find a guy that can recruit, find a guy that can coach. You want to have that perfect marriage. Um, Adrian Clem was a Southern California guy, obviously. That's kind of where he's from and where he has a lot of his ties. But like I said, he was very well connected in Florida as well. So I think that's something that you hopefully want to try to, to add to the staff. I'm not sure if that's uh, something you need in the offensive line coach that gets hired, but that's kind of just more of what's going on there. So all in all, it's, it's a big loss. Losing Adrian Clem is a big loss for Oregon football, but it's a loss that I think that they can bounce back from and they can really manage and kind of mitigate the, the, the impact that, it has, but you got to act fast. And Dan Lanning isn't a guy that's going to just hire to get the hire over with. I think that's one thing that 
he has going for him as a young coach is he's going to vet guys. He's going to bring the interview. He's going to bring them in for interviews. He's going to ask other coaches or players that he knows, Hey, what do you think about this guy? What have you heard about him? But now that the 2023 class is pretty much wrapped up, except for maybe Deuce Robinson, that's the last guy you're really taking a swing at if you're Dan Lanning and Oregon. This has to be priority one. This absolutely has to be priority one. And then, you know, preparing for spring football and recruiting like madmen in 2024 because Oregon's going to try to have a special class. Already has a really good haul in 2024 with five commits. But, you know, you can never be satisfied and you want to get your quarterback on board sooner rather than later. Names like Dylan Rayola, Elijah Brown, Luke Moga, uh, Michael Van Buren. Those are some of the names you want to keep an eye on at quarterback. Before we get out of here on this episode, friendly reminders, a couple of quick friendly reminders for you guys. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at mtaurussports. And if you haven't already, please like the video, subscribe to the channel at Oregon Football Max Taurus, and leave me a comment on what you think, what your reaction is to, to Adrian Clem leaving Oregon to become the new offensive line coach to join the the new england patriots coaching staff but that'll do it for us here on the ducks dish podcast appreciate you guys listening appreciate you guys watching just taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football with me until next time you've been listening to another episode of the ducks dish podcast this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.